What's up, fam? It's your girl Yvonne, and welcome to another amazing episode of Authorized Move. Uh, guys, as usual, I am super excited that you chose to join us. As usual, we know that you could be doing anything anywhere with anyone but you are choosing to spend your time with us and for that we are truly truly grateful guys i am back with my first guest on first guest ever on my podcast i'm super excited he is uh again a great spoken word artist if you have not heard him we will be featuring one of his pieces on our one on our um upcoming episode so stay tuned for that and he's an amazing artist musical hip-hop christian hip-hop artist he is a father an awesome father and a wonderful husband and because that's he's because he's my husband (laughs) and so i feel like i can say that from experience y'all the brother is bad i am joined again by none other than mr illuminate welcome back to the podcast thank you for having me again why (laughs) (laughs) why you sound so like you know we're not on a game show right you know i'm going to bed with you tonight right in my fuzzy socks and and booty shorts look i'm just very humbled i listen to your podcast and i'm i'm i am a listener and so you listen to my podcast yeah, I listen to your podcast. That's a, you get right. extra points for that. <laughs> and I'll find inspiration from your podcast. And I think, man, she should definitely have some people in her podcast to interview. And so to know that I I would be the first one is a great honor. And I take it um, seriously. And Well, just as excited as you are and honored as you are to be here, I am honored Uh, to have you. Um, So we're going to jump right back into our conversation on five reasons why you should not care what other people think. And so just guys, as a recap, um, our our first reason, excuse me, our first reason was um, number one, because you should be too busy pursuing your passion. Um, Your passion uh, when when you are truly passionate about something, it, it fills your life and it fuels your life um, and it gives you direction, um, not just in your activity, but also in your headspace. Um, number two reason why you shouldn't care what other people think is because people are often basing their thoughts about you. And in, in, in their thoughts about you are often based and rooted in their own perception. And their perception is shaped often on their own personal experiences. Um, number three, reason why you shouldn't care about what other people think is simply because it creates a, a, a bad mental practice. It creates a bad habit of stinking thinking uh, where you're in a place of anxiety and worry and fretting over what someone else thinks and that could totally not be the case Uh, what you're thinking that they're thinking about you could totally not be true and so we'll go ahead and move on to number four um and the number four reason why you shouldn't care what other people think is because not only is it bad for you mentally but it is also bad for you emotionally um so nate i'm gonna let you jump in right there um what have 
or have you ever experienced um, emotional distress or emotional exhaustion or pain um, because of you know allowing yourself to go into a place where you are um, spending too much time on what other people think about you uh, a good example in in my life has been I, I also teach high school for for the listeners I also teach a, a biology at a, at a high school so dealing with teenagers all day long now I've only been teaching for about five years um, prior to that I was an, an athletic trainer so I dealt with a lot of athletes uh, teenage athletes uh, athlete or uh, the athletic trainer is usually the one that they go to when they're injured so I had a good non authoritative relationship with teenagers um, I had to kind of switch my mind a little bit when I got in the classroom um, because that low-level um, organic kind of relationship was not there I had to have some type of structure if I was going to keep my classroom in order um, so early on of course because I came from athletic training I did a lot of attempting to be what the kids wanted to be mm-hmm. And what I've learned is I wanted them to see me in a certain light, unlike many of their other hardcore teachers. So you wanted them to like you. I I won't go. I want you to like me. I won't go that far, but I was very concerned about what they thought about me. And so even in my discipline, I was very cautious because I didn't want to seem as a hard nosed strict teacher. But I, and I just want to jump in right there because isn't that amazing how we change now you could go into a place with one thing like I'm going to be this awesome person I'm going to be about my business and then you get into that place and we change who we are we change how we feel about a matter so we emotionally adjust ourselves because we don't want other people to think we're some type of way right correct and 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 that is amazing to me because i you know i've experienced that in my own life where you know we have a, a very different dynamic in our relationship you're more laid back you know you're more casual and chill with people you're very kind-hearted and sweet and I'm very kind-hearted and sweet myself but my personality type is very different from your personality type I'm more assertive you know I'm more a type personality I like things boom 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 I like them a certain way um you're not you're not gonna just you're not gonna come up to me just any kind of way and even you know I've been told even like my facial expressions you know speak to people before my mouth opens up and while I can be and I am very loving very kind-hearted very giving I'm also very observant and I'm also very intentional about how I allow people to deal with me and so you know, I've found for myself where most women, um, I, I never 
never was a, the type of woman who felt like I needed a man. I wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like I was never that damsel in distress. Come rescue me. I'm more like, look, I can climb down this wall myself. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm good. I don't need no, no man to come rescue me. And so, but what I would find is that when I got around other women, who were more soft and laid back and 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 I won't say submissive because I I believe that submission is a state of your heart is a posture of your heart is not necessarily being some little mousy woman I, I think that's foolish and if people if people think that that's what submission is I, I just personally think that's foolery but you know but I find that when I get around like dainty kind of type women you know, I would I would find that when I got around like dainty type of women or more quiet and, you know, chill and relaxed, I would often try to transition into that, if you will, I, or either be in my head about what they thought about me. Oh, they, you know, I would feel like, oh, they think I'm trying to be like a man or they think that I think I'm all that, you know, and it would really like get me in a funk emotionally, you know, and then that would lead me into a place of like worry and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then that would take me into a place of sadness, not mm -hmm. depression, because I, I, I'm not with depression. Like, I'm like, look, if it's if I'm feeling depressed, look, I've thought about this way too long, <laughs> way too long. But, you know, it would just take me it would it would be like a downer for me. You know, it would be like a downer for me. And so I think that is amazing that you can go into a room one way and then get into the atmosphere and totally change the way you feel about you so that a, another person won't think or perceive you to be a certain way. And that's what happened in the in the classroom because I was so self-conscious and, and 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 also conscious about their perception of me uh, it was emotionally uh draining i was really drained emotionally because i was fighting against my own personality i was fighting against their own perception of what i was then i had to keep a classroom controlled in order to teach the lesson that i was teaching right so you still had to do the job right but now you brought all this extra Absolutely. in on yourself being concerned about how another person Person perceives you absolutely and when I got a little bit more seasoned a little bit more sure of myself as far as what I'm doing in the classroom and and even having really a, a better understanding of myself as a person I learned stuff about myself that I didn't know before so that was a, a growing a, a learning you know opportunity for me and uh, how I viewed my own self and so the the better uh, the the more grounded I got myself um, and, and more sure of my vision, my purpose, like why am I really here? You know, and now because the vision now became the, the most important thing. Now, I wasn't really concerned about the one kid that saw me as that hardcore, hard nosed teacher. Look, if that's how you perceive me, as long as you do the work that I need you to do, then it's all good. Right. I'm no longer concerned about you know, do, how do, do they perceive me this way or that way? I, I do want a healthy relationship. And so those are things I believe that needs to be spoken. This is what I, this is my concern about this. This is why I do this or that. So that's one thing that I do. I give the, 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 the students 
a perspective, not just, hey, I need you to do this, but this these are the reasons why I've established this and established that. I feel like that is fair to demonstrate a level of respect, but no, we're not in the same level. We're not friends. We're not in the same plane, right? I am still the authority in this classroom. And whatever you feel about what I've presented, that's up to you to wrestle with. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm right. Not. But that's so that's so good. And that's so true. And that's so important because for me, I, I, I found that when I allowed myself to change who I was emotionally or allow myself to go through emotional changes, trying to ensure that people don't perceive me a certain way what I realized was that I would go into explaining myself to people, trying to get people to understand who I was and how I was and where I was coming from and what my intentions were. And for me, that is exhausting. And, and so I, I think for me, it, it definitely, like you said, and that's, you know, that takes us right into reason number five, um, the, the last and most important reason why you should not care about what people are thinking about you is because you have to know yourself. You have to be a person of confidence and you having confidence and knowing who you are as a person will definitely bring you to a place where you don't care what other people think. You don't have to care what other people think because you know who you are. Right. And so um, Lisa Nichols um, has a, uh, um, a a phrase or a statement that she, she uses. And I kept this up in, on my desk at work for about a year to two years maybe. And she says, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to hide, you know. I don't have anything to, I don't have to prove myself to you. Like I don't have to prove who I am to you. I know who I am, you know, and most importantly, God knows who I am. He knows me. He knows my heart and, and I know me, I know my heart. So it's, it's like you said, when you get to that place where you're like, look, this is who I am. If you don't get it or you don't want to take the time to have a conversation with me so that you can get it, then you were never meant to be a part of it. You know, you were you were only meant to watch this story from afar, you know. And so I think that when you get to that place of confidence, you know, it is definitely freeing. But at the same time, you're going to have to realize that. It also comes with a level of people making speculations Mm -hmm. and you have to be okay with their speculations. You have to be okay with their misunderstanding of who you are as an individual. But I think that when you, when you get to that place where you're confident and you know, and you're not questioning who you are and you're not questioning what your motives are and I'm and I'm not saying that in a way to say don't do checks and balances on on yourself and on your 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 in, inner inner self but I'm saying as uh when you become sure and confident about who you are and what's going on on the inside of you there's really no reason um, to to worry yourself about what other people are thinking because it doesn't matter you know at the end of the day you know it's not true um, and, and it really doesn't matter I, I, I would personally say unless I'm on a, a, a 
being persecuted in the court of law, I don't have to prove to myself that right. I'm who I, you know, what I'm right. Saying? Right. like as long as you're not putting me in jail or hell, I don't have to prove myself, right. you know, to you. And so life does get a little easier when you walk in, in a place of confidence and you realize that, look, look, I don't have to care what you think because I know who I am. Right. And if you, I was going to say something, but for the sake of the listeners, <laughs> I'll be good. <laughs> if you don't want to take the time to get to know me for who I am, then then that's okay. Go ahead and live your best life. And I, and I believe those are the people that you can listen to. Those who've demonstrated some kind of investment in you, who, who do know you to some degree. So if you are on the outside looking in, there's nothing that you can say that will deter me from the direction that I'm going to. You, you, I can't give you that power because you've been on the outside right. looking in. Right. Now, if you are the inner circles, we know T.D. Jakes, he's, he's, he's not famous for this, but he's known to speak of having your comrades and your constituents, constituents yeah, right, yeah. your confidants. Right. Those are, there's levels of relationships Shit, that you right. have Absolutely that, okay, right. I can consider your thoughts because you've demonstrated a level of investment in me, and so I know you're, you are for what I am for. For, right. right. But even I, I feel like even in as I grow older, even with my confidants and, and for me, my confidants are like you, you know, my parents, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, Jesus, for, for me, for us, the buck stops at him, you know, so the only person that can really check me really to where I know I've been checked and I'll go have like several seats, you know, is Christ, you know, and then there's you. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out too good mm-hmm. for you, but you know, my, that's my, when I go tell on you to Jesus and say, Jesus, get her. Cause she's not listening. Okay. Okay. And then, um, that's when the Lord says now, now Yvonne, you know, you're my favorite, but you gotta, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, yeah. So it, for me, it was like my mom, you know, I, I have, I have always um, held my mom, you know, the women that mean that much to me. um, I've held them in high regards, the women who have raised me. Um, And I, when I was younger, I placed so much weight on what they thought and 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 what they said and I still do I still do place a lot of weight um usually when I need to hear the truth you know I go to one of my you know one of my mothers either my mother or my foster mother and and so but I notice now as an uh, um, um you know I ain't gonna put my age out there but I'm, I'm I realize that the, the older I get and the more of my own personal wisdom um, and experience, you know, the more wisdom I get and the more experience I gain, the more I'm able to navigate, even through my confidants, you know, I'm even able to navigate. I want to take what you say and there's a weight to it, but I will not allow anyone's weight um, I allow myself to be crushed under the weight of anybody else's opinion, not even the opinion of those that I hold dearly. Um, 
because the fact of the matter is we're human and we all make mistakes and we all see life through the lens of our own personal perceptions, our own biases. And so for me, um, that's why I said the buck stops at, at the word, at Jesus. And, and you, I feel like it's very important to have something. Now, obviously all of our listeners, you know, there may not be faith, people of faith. They may, but there is something that you have to hold higher than anything else in your life. And for some people that is their parent, that is their, the, the wisdom of their parent or the wisdom of a close friend. But you, I feel like you always have to have that one place where you can go for me it's the word of god to say when i measure myself against this this is my measuring tool not your thoughts Mm -hmm. even when it comes to your confidants because sometimes your confidants out of even love for you not even them wanting to manipulate you or tell you but out of their love for you they can can try to sway you into a place where well i i think the advantage though with a confidant is the confidant is concerned about what you are concerned about, about right so the just the definition itself of a confidant is one that will not deter you from the purpose that you were meant to to achieve. to achieve Uh, The confidant not only sees you, but sees where you're going. And frankly, confidants can see where you're going probably better than you can at times. You may have a vision of what you see and those confidants see something in you that you may have never perceived in yourself. So I believe it is it is right for confidants to have a weight beyond everybody to Mm -hmm. question yourself. Right. They have that right. Because they 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 have they have invested in in you, they have invested in you as an individual enough to be able to not only say what they have to say, but you can you can take it, you can right. take their word and measure it up, right? And it may right. adjust what you do, right. and that's okay, right? And that's okay. However, if you're the person on the outside that I have no intimate relationship with, you're just going by my works and what you perceive of me. I don't have the time to get any weight, and I will, and I especially will not move and deter what I see my my goal and my vision is because of your opinion. Well, that was well said, Mr. Belcher, Mr. Illuminate. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was well said. And with that, we are going to wrap this episode up. Guys, I hope you guys are getting something out of the out of these uh, conversations. I am going to have more guests on like Illuminate. Hopefully he'll come back at a later episode. And we are definitely definitely gonna feature him on one of our upcoming episodes so you guys can hear his amazing it's gonna be great so guys i am super excited about what is to come stay tuned for more amazing episodes of the authorized move podcast don't forget you can always hit us up on facebook at authorized move you can hit me up personally check me out on facebook at yvonne bratcher bratcher and on ig at y belcher and 
guys, there's also an amazing opportunity to check us out on our YouTube channel, the Authorized Move TV YouTube channel, guys. We are doing so many great things and we have so much in store. So I am super excited that you guys chose to join us for this episode. Stay tuned for more great episodes of the Authorized Move podcast. Peace. What's up, fam? It's your girl, Yvonne. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Authorized Move podcast. I hope you enjoyed our second part of five reasons why you shouldn't care about what other people think. Guys, I have a special treat just around the corner. So stay tuned for a special feature of a brand new piece from our interview artist, Illuminate only here on the Authorized Move podcast. There is nothing that is alive that will remain so if remain in a state of complacency. So what makes a human being have to fight against complacency? A living organism, rather formed from evolution or Eden. A living organism, as natural as the earth. A living organism, as instinctive as the animals that walk the terrain, that swim in the sea, and that fly. Why? Why is it that unlike them, many of us must make a conscious effort to fight the inclination to do things that will harm us rather than doing things that will allow us to survive and thrive. This particular question posed is one that probably requires a discussion panel to perhaps unpack in order to properly analyze, theorize, and somehow legitimize an answer. In my humble observation, it's a matter of the will, choice. See, a natural phenomenon has no will or conscience. It simply follows the law of nature. If a body of water is exposed to the heat of the sun, many of the particles of the liquid water will be lifted in the air like a metaphysical feat of levitation. However, it's only being obedient to the law of evaporation until enough of the water vapor creates condensation and the weight of it causes it to fall from the sky in the form of rain due to the law of gravitation. This water cycle recycles like a circle, seems simple, but what a cycle so vital to life on earth and happens without choice. We have a choice to either follow the laws of successful and fruitful living and the choice to go in circles, but unlike the water cycle, offer nothing to the world around us and at the end, just die. Why? Why would one choose to live a life that deteriorates rather than one that propagates success? 
Again, I reiterate that this question, one that a roundtable discussion will not resolve, I realize that this is really where the radical work needs to be done so that people can move from complacent to ambition, inconsistent to consistent, move from unreliable to reliable, depression to purposeful living, move from irrelevant to relevant, timid to tenacious, move from limited to limitless, from chain to champion, it all comes down to choice. You are authorized to move. Move from desperation to destiny. Move from sounds of humdrum to a symphony. Be wrapped up by their chords, not chords as in ropes, but rather notes that promotes emotions of passion that with focus and drive will lead to a life of satisfaction. Now that's a powerful transaction. I will allow myself to evaporate, exhausting all of me in the atmosphere for the benefit of every living organism that is approximate to me. I am authorized to move, so I will allow myself to be condensed and compressed. Yes, become a living sacrifice for the sake of others, precipitating onto them, becoming a source of hydration, a lifeline. Yeah, that's what you are, a lifeline. Allow yourself to be a lifeline and move. Yes, we are authorized to move. We don't need permission. We are authorized to move. This has already been granted to us by law. We are authorized to move. So make a choice. Move.